0: Welcome to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, where we explore what it means to be a well rounded, happy, goal crushing athlete. Every week, myself, sports journalist Molly Herford, and cycling coach and kinesiologist Peter Glassford interview experts and chat through all of your training questions. We're excited to have you along for the ride hello hello! welcome back to the consummate athlete podcast hopefully everyone had a fantastic long weekend or i guess our american audience had a fantastic long weekend with the Uh, you might still be like
1: vibing off of canadian thanksgiving i don't know
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's just the long game if
1: not you're enjoying the never-ending black friday sales
0: oh my gosh can we just talk about the fact that i think black friday started like October 30th this year So this
1: didn't exist before we didn't we didn't used to have these things
0: I find this infuriating by the way because like I had a list of things that I was going to look for on Black Friday yeah and suddenly now it's like I have to spread out my Black Friday shopping like for three weeks and I'm still not convinced that like I got the best deals now
1: you're uncertain and you're not satisfied very
0: stressful very stressful so note to brands out there please keep Black Friday on Black Friday if you're doing it at (laughs) all like
1: (laughs) black friday <laughs> so like uh, you want to keep it pure or something keep it yeah. Pure, yeah yeah <laughs> the, the real no. me- you're losing the meaning of the holiday yeah, here. seriously
0: yeah. now that said i'm also the person that's like putting up the christmas decor like november 1st so uh shout out to our neighbors who have the most epic christmas holiday escape in their yard that they start putting up early november they finally turn their lights on uh yesterday so very exciting! to see Like that. their Christmas lights. Yeah, the I Christmas was like, lights.
1: Oh, have they been like black since uh, Halloween? Yeah, like when we came home, <laughs> just not into giving they've candy. They've had them
0: all. They've had them all set out like on the lawn. But last night was the first night that they had them turned on, and it was very exciting for me. Okay. So tis the season, uh, and that's a lot of what we wanted to chat about today. Is just sort of you know a few of the holiday things, a couple follow ups to uh, our last Q and A episode, kind of talking about that strength training phase, which I think plays really nicely into the the busy holiday season.
1: Yeah, and it's contentious. I mean, you always get more feedback when you say something and people are like, you can't do that.
0: Maybe we should really lean into it. Like other coaches don't want you to do strength training ever.
1: Well, usually we try and lean a little bit into the cross training, which like, you know, we've talked about strength training is sort of under that cross training umbrella.
0: And we'll link in the show notes to our cross training is not a crime t-shirt, which you really should be wearing right now to show off.
1: I may have lost it. Uh, to be honest, but oh boy. Uh, <laughs>
0: oh boy. can't take you it's a great
1: hour. shirt. Yeah. You it should get this cross shirt. train is not a crime. It's got our, our logo, which if you're watching YouTube, you can see it behind us. That's on the back. Uh, and then on the front, it says cross train is not a crime, which is, you know, it, it is odd. It's a lot of, of a lot of coaches, which I'm always amazed. Yeah. They, they don't like, and, and I can see why it's, you know, the, the one comment we got, which was on the quote, you know, the pull quote, you always put pull quotes on, on Instagram, like a highlight from the episode. Follow us
0: at consummateathlete on Instagram. And
1: so this was sort of me saying, you know, you can probably take a month off of your biking in the fall and it's okay. And maybe you do some strength training and some cross training. You'll probably start noticing that the niggles and the sores and stuff like get better. Uh, To me, that seems obvious. You know, you don't put your butt on a saddle and maybe you don't have a saddle sore anymore after a while. Uh, But then this person was like, yeah, but you gotta, you know, really go slow. And I was like, okay, I mean... If you listen to the episode, we sort of talked about that, but uh, I get it.
0: Nevertheless, I think it's really good to point out, cool your jets, Glassford. Everything's fine. I don't think they were mad at you. I think they were just making like a a good reminder because I think, let's be honest, a lot of us, myself included, go into the gym at this time of year and like see that squat rack, see the bro that just loaded it up and left the weights on. He walks away and you're like, I can totally do this. Sure and then you slip a disc so
1: sure so we did talk about the one set of eight uh as the way to start in and, and did you bo- like body check that before home. we
0: recorded this just to make sure
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually not confident that i did but i'm pretty sure that's what I we talked about did. i think you did uh I, I do think that's a good way to start and it's sort of like running right like again what we were talking about is coaches don't like it and they don't like it because athletes do get injured a lot running is the most dangerous thing you can do like as you say people go strength train once they're super sore they never do it again because their biking got affected now if you weren't doing your biking in this block you wouldn't really even know that that fact but uh, all that to say uh i do get why coaches are nervous about it and so it is important that we ease into these things and and it's always just like you want to almost test the waters this is like like running and strength it's like one set of eight do that for a week and just okay 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 that was really easy and i'm not sore at all okay then then add something to it from there and running similar you know go for a 30 minute walk run six times 30 seconds and if you can walk at the end of that week (laughs) progress from there Mm -hmm. you know follow the couch to 5k from there uh but i do think that's like you know screen yourself a little bit
0: i think there's like nothing wrong with doing even at least the first week just home with body weight or like maybe a Sure. 10 or 20 pound, whatever, like little dumbbell you happen to have around. Whatever you have. Before yeah. you start thinking about like needing to purchase a 40 pound kettlebell or join the gym or anything like that. I think there's so much to be gained from, yeah, just that very and lightweight.
1: One set of root eight thing, I didn't invent it. You know, Dan Johns talked about it, but it, he didn't invent it, right? Like it's, it's you know, this is just eight, like, you know, three sets of eight is sort of like, most people know that it's written into like, if you buy fitness equipment, like three sets of eight to 12, that's like the standard thing. But uh, when you're new to it, like one set is enough and, and what i do is one set of eight by eight exercises so push-up you know you, you know exercises squat lunge step up um and the nice thing then is that if you do eight different exercises for these eight to twelve reps you know you're getting a lot of variety there too so then the soreness isn't quite as much as if you did you know three sets of eight step ups then that's a lot of load on just your step up mm-hmm. muscles but if you did squat step up lunge you know There's a little more variety there.
0: Yeah. And we actually have a strength training uh, pre made plan over on Training Peaks. So we'll link to that in the show notes. So if you do think that you do want to try a strength training block, uh, just a few weeks of it, uh, yeah, we'll just put that right in the show notes. So it'll make it super easy and go right into your training peaks, which I think is actually like part of why people don't like the trying the strength training is because it's not in their training peaks. And that kind of stresses people out that they're going to have like a week or like, you know, four weeks of just nothing in there.
1: Sure. Uh, So the one we made is, you know, I guess towards this, you know, I'm only going to do a block of strength. Um, We do have another one that's meant to be added on to, you know, if you've bought a plan that isn't strength and, you know, it's sort of risky to combine plans, but you could add it, you know, or as the base, maybe you're going to build your own cardio or, or endurance training on top of it. And it's more of your standard, like, you know cycling strength you know three blocks of it but the one we're talking about today is more this like i'm going to do a strength block as uh you know
0: where you might like walk or maybe do a couple easy spins kind of thing but you're really like mostly off the this is your
1: main training Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so we will include that over in the show notes uh yeah and definitely hit us up if you have any more questions about that that definitely got a lot of engagement on instagram Uh, all pretty positive, I'm going to say. A lot of people seemed really into the idea and like pretty excited about maybe trying it.
1: No one was super mad about it. No No one was (laughs) mad at you.
0: It's okay. You're
1: fine. Well, and again, like the sales thing is like, I mean, a lot of people don't do anything. (laughs) So if you're only doing strength, it's really not that bad. And there's actually a whole subset of the world, way more people than ride bikes that, you know, only go to the gym. And I'm putting only in quotes. It's fine. It's great. Like it is actually quite a valuable type of exercise and you still get cardiovascular benefit from lifting weights. Yes. Uh, It is still movement. So
0: maybe last thing on that is definitely if you want to start going heavier and stuff like that, we do recommend, you know, if you're new to it, if you've never worked with someone before, it might be worth, you know, working with a trainer just to make sure that you have your form dialed. It doesn't have to be a you know, forever relationship or anything. But I think getting good form, especially as the weights go up, is just so, so important. So just be very, like, conscientious of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think don't let that stop you. But yeah, definitely, as you get going, it is it is a barrier. A lot of people feel like they, they feel dumb, like they don't know what they're doing, so they stop doing it, uh, or or they're you know legitimately concerned about hurting themselves. Now, again, body weight start there. Like people can get very strong with body weight in their home, so don't let it stop you from getting started. But as you get going, and you're like, okay, now I'm curious about the gym. Then it might be worth you know figuring out a lot of gyms when you're in them will have like a orientation type thing to help you with that um but if you poke around i would imagine you can find a a personal trainer or something who would give you uh you know a bit of a lesson it's always tough with these things to find someone who's a lot of personal trainers now understandably don't want to bother with one-offs right they want you to sign up for extended Mm -hmm. periods. so it is it is can be tough to find that but not impossible
0: yeah i think a lot of the time if you just ask to like you'll be able to find that but anyway Moving on from strength, we wanted to kind of get into a few of like the common holiday questions, and I know for some people this is a very like eye rolly topic, and like let's be honest, you know every every single like fitness magazine, women's magazine covers the how to do the holidays without gaining ten pounds kind of content every year. Uh, that is really not our our vibe necessarily. And uh, if you didn't listen to our episode a couple weeks ago with Carolyn Burkholder, the dietitian who really talked about off season and race weight and actually a lot of holiday stuff, uh, I think that's worth going back and giving it a listen. Um, because I think she really broke down sort of these like stressors over the holidays, whether it's eating or exercise. I thought she broke them down in a very smart way, but, uh, since we are kind of the week after Thanksgiving, the week, you know, everyone kind of starts hitting the holiday parties and maybe you already had, you know, you already had a big Thanksgiving, possibly a big Thanksgiving, a weekend, um, a lot of people start getting a little bit stressed around this point um, that they are, you know, oh, I didn't have time to do my training because I had all this family stuff or I, you know, had a lot of pumpkin pie because it was, you know, a holiday. So how do you talk to clients who are getting stressed about, let's say, let's start with lack of training around the holidays?
1: Mm. It's a tricky one, I guess, right? Like, uh, I I think this is where we we plan ahead and I think it is sort of, where we get nervous sometimes is like we're in this rush for a race that's coming but you know the race is until june so there is sort of this you know thinking ahead and so we talk about that you know, two weeks or two months, and then we talk about two years. So in the two years, this is, you know, the races this year and next year. And then that helps you plan ahead for, like, what work needs to be done. And so we know the holidays are in there, and so we can chunk those up. And so it's really just making sure, you know, it, it may be a reason to try and start training before New Year's, like on January 1, right, if you've been training October and November. You know, not seriously, but just putting in that early base, Um You know, there's no reason you can't plan a rest week or a complete off week. A lot of people go on vacation or traveling, you know, around the country to people, to family. So I think it's really just planning it in so that it doesn't feel like you're, you know, cheating on your plan or something Mm -hmm. like that.
0: Yeah. And I do think this is like the looking ahead at the schedule, because this is the time of year where... Yes, like Saturday, Sunday is still the weekend, but there's also then a lot of midweek stuff. Uh, This year's actually fantastic because Christmas falls on a Monday, which is pretty much a rest day for most people. So I'm like, oh, perfect. I don't actually even have to worry about not doing my run on Christmas. I can just focus on being home with the family. Um, But I think, you know, a lot of people, you're going to have to shift schedules around, right? Like maybe... Monday is normally your rest day, but you actually have your company party on Wednesday, so you know you're not going to be able to do your normal like Wednesday intervals after work or whatever. Mm. So I think just being a little bit more like looking ahead at the calendar, kind of seeing what's coming up, understanding there might be a couple weeks where you do have two rest days or you know two really light days, sure, um, but not trying to. St- like cram your normal schedule into a schedule that then has like five events in a week on top of it
1: sure. and, and that's sometimes okay too i mean you know there's weeks where you know I'll, I'll be tired or something like that and i might not do that wednesday key workout but i don't necessarily even move it mm-hmm. right and that's sometimes we have that workout uh, you know, when you can't do your workout post, that's like the six S's, you know, you have shift and swap and substitute and all these variations. And I think skip is, you know, I think that was the one of the points in that is that a lot of times skip is just the one to use. So if it doesn't, you know, certainly plan, you know, if you can just sort of shift the week a little bit and Wednesday's an off day, that's okay sometimes. But the problem is that like time continues to go, like right. there's no way to make Saturday is, you know, if Saturday's Saturday, Saturday, you know it's coming. You know the race day is not moving, uh, time elapses. So sometimes just, you know, and we know that that I guess that's what the, the is implicit in that is that the endurance training, the stuff that no one talks about, is actually the most important. That and frequency so you know maybe on that wednesday you have you do a morning spin for half an hour or something and then you at least have the same frequency of rides in the week
0: which gets to your something as one of the doing
1: something yeah exactly um and and then you just on thursday maybe you usually do a, a moderate sort of mountain bike ride or whatever is usually on thursday and you just Right back on the plan, right? Like, don't you don't need to like berate yourself because you were at a company party. Just go out and do the Thursday workout, and then continue with your plan. and And I think sometimes that skip, you know, you, you have to know yourself a little bit. But I think that's usually sticking to the plan, not falling off the plan. You know, you miss Wednesday, you suck, so now you never train again. Right, right. But I do think that that often is a a, a easy way to look at it too. Is just like, okay you know, Wednesday I'm I'm gonna just get a walk at lunch and that's Wednesday and then Thursday I'm gonna go do the the workout I was supposed to do, which is an endurance workout, yeah. which is, you know, the eighty percent that matters.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really what Carolyn was talking about in the episode a couple of weeks ago of just like sometimes these are just days, right? This is like one workout, this is mm-hmm. one meal or a couple of meals or whatever. Like the the problem only comes when this becomes your new routine. Right. When like every day you're eating like it's Christmas or training like it's Christmas, that is to say not training at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, if this is just a couple days in the season. We make way too much like there's way too many articles that are like, oh, well, when you're at the holiday party, make sure you load up on like the vegetable crudité and the appetizer. You know what? If there is a bacon wrapped date. I'm eating that. I do not care for the raw <laughs> carrot, <laughs> celery nonsense.
1: We were just watching Fraser. What was Marty's? Uh, they're on a cruise and they're doing a the buffet and he was lecturing Niles about, uh, oh. you know, d- don't fill up on the...
0: Don't fill <laughs> up on the, br- the <laughs> bread, <laughs> the rolls, the uh, the chips and your dips. That's rookie mistake. <laughs> Big lunch beforehand, rookie mistake.
1: Yeah, that's the type of stuff you would read. I mean, I think that's probably good advice. I always, you know, the white roll and stuff like that. You know, if you don't enjoy the white roll, if the white roll is your... What did you say? Cure d'etay. What is that?
0: Cure You've never heard of it. It's I don't like know the appetizers when it's like raw veggies and if stuff. If
1: you're like, a white bun person, then I guess that's for you, right? Lean but in. I, I guess that's, I don't know. Like, I, I don't even know if that's good or bad anymore, right? The, 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 are you supposed to do it? Or are you not? I don't know.
0: Well, I think that's probably a good point as far as like, you might as well enjoy it because probably in six months, it's going to be like headlines that are like white bread, the new miracle food. <laughs> and you're gonna be like, ah, oh, damn, I should have had the buns. Right. Uh, At any rate, uh, you know, a a single meal does not wreck your entire life here. Um, And I mean, I think the enjoyment and again, Carolyn talked about this, like the enjoyment of it where you're having, you know, the couple dates wrapped in bacon or whatever, and you're genuinely like loving it. Versus you're having one, but then you're like really stressed about it, and like you know mentally like adding it up and thinking like oh I need to do X Y Z tomorrow to like make up for it. No, just it's one meal. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like move on. Everything's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of our our holiday uh, reminder here. Um, enjoy it. Don't make it into this like no pain no gain. Pain is weakness leaving the body like whatever just actually enjoy your holidays please Uh, and that said I think we can talk about like creating smart holiday traditions I know you know with your family and with mine we've kind of tried to push them towards doing more walks and stuff like that I mean everyone and their mother loves pickleball these days so could you do like a family pickleball tournament or whatever on on Christmas or on whatever holiday
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, I try and uh, get out. It's harder as you get older, for sure. Um, You know, you want to talk to people as well. But, you know, if the kids are playing hockey or catch or something like that,
0: I will sit at the kids table all day long. Try
1: and do that a little bit. Um, You know, we have dogs and stuff around, too. So that's a good excuse to get out for just to, you know, take the dogs out and run and walk and stuff as well.
0: Yeah, so just trying to kind of sprinkle in some of those more active traditions. Again, I don't think you need to, like, do the family 10K turkey trot jingle 5K whatever. Um, If you like it, more power to you. I can't even fathom trying to, like, drag my family to a Christmas 5K. I think they would mutiny and it would be a problem. So... Figure out where where the boundaries are as far as these like healthy fun traditions go, and try to keep the the fun as a priority. Um, yeah, and then the other thing we wanted to chat about our gift guide came out last week. A few few things on there. Um, so one of our big ones that Peter may, may or may not be getting is uh finally he's going to get his mountain bike bell.
1: Oh yes, yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk
0: about why this bell is particularly awesome?
1: Yeah. So the, the I've always been looking for this bell that's, you know, both a, a bear bell. So like one that just jingles as you go, as you know.
0: I'd like to be clear that I've gotten him many bells and none of them have mm-hmm. they've all been crap, apparently.
1: Well, then you, they need to be loud, too. But the, so you want like a, one that jingles like a you know, reindeer, I guess, would be festive, very festive, uh, but then turns off. You don't want it to jingle all the time. Or all the way, jingle all the way. Uh, so it pulls down and then turns into a bear bell. That like if you were going down a single track and you're concerned about hikers and you want to alert people or, or, bears. or, or bears or whatever, um, it makes a bunch of noise as you're going. And but then it also has a dinger, which is you're a more traditional like anyone in an urban environment. And like sometimes you're supposed to have a bell, right, where you like ding ding mm-hmm. to let the you know the hikers, the pedestrians know you're passing mm-hmm. or or whatever. So. Yeah, so that's it's, uh, a great little product and very light and compact and easy to take on and off.
0: Yeah, and you you have a couple clients who recommended that. That's how we came up with that one. That one, so. there's
1: there's two. Yeah, yeah. So
0: so we have a link to that uh, just in the in the show notes. We'll link to our whole gift guide. Uh, the big one that I'm uh, I'm campaigning for for everyone after this past weekend is uh, a charging station for all of your various watches, devices, headphones, etc. After. Uh, and I have an article up on the website about this. I wrecked our Sunday morning because I could not find my watch. Uh, I swore it was on the counter where I left did, it. Did you find it yet? Laundry basket. Okay. So I did have it on the counter, but then I like scooped it up with my dirty laundry and then just tossed it in my laundry basket. Gotcha. So I thought of it last night, and then when we got home, I looked for it, found it. So life is good. Watch has been recovered, but we were like 20 minutes late leaving the house. We were already kind of running a little behind schedule then I'm super stressed, I'm like secretly blaming you and assuming that you've taken it somewhere. I like,
1: sense that a little bit. Well,
0: I mean, it's it wouldn't be the first time. Like- this, this is like a pretty normal So is bit.
1: a charging station people can buy or what are you yeah, talking about? There's a
0: bunch of really cool ones. I have one linked in our gift guide, but there's a bunch of different ones. Uh, the one that I linked to is this really nice little bamboo setup that has, you know, little charge uh, little places to put different chargers. It has like a little wireless charger component to it. I don't like the ones that are just wireless pads because a lot of our watches wouldn't charge on those. Sure. Uh, but I do like one where it's just got, like, little organized slots so you can fit your cycling computer, you can fit your phone, your headphones. It even has, like, a little um, a little curvy thing for your watch to go on, hmm. which I like. Uh, so really just that, that reminder to charge your stuff and have that one base for it, which is embarrassing because I do have it. Like, I actually have a charging station in my desk drawer that I did a whole video on. It's, like, actually a lovely little setup. Uh, but this... I have to, I had to relearn the lesson of like, when you get home from a run, your stuff goes on the charging station.
1: It is. I mean, it sounds like a very odd choice that Molly's made here, but uh, it is something, you know, we have it in our book, Becoming a Consummate Athlete, like just this organization. And it does, you know, there are these little, I don't want to say marginal gains because I think that means doping, but uh, (laughs) you know, there are these little things where if you go out on a ride and your device dies or your shifter battery dies, or you get a flat and you can't practice putting a plug in or, which isn't really related to charging, but. You get what I'm saying. There's all these little things where the one thing is not a big deal. Molly not having a watch on her ride, like you can use your phone, you can use whatever, but like you say the mindset gets thrown off. Maybe you don't record the data, which is pros or cons. Maybe you don't do your workout because you don't have the thing. You know, not that you couldn't, but you don't because you're pissed off and you don't you can't think of how you would do a workout without a device. So it's just all these things just over time You know add up and it's like if if you had a more successful workout would that then spiral into more and more and more or do you just sort of like you know never get you know that exponential gain
0: exactly yeah like forget the 20 minutes the like mindset i was in i was so grumpy for most of the drive like i snapped out of it and it was fine but definitely like just frustrating like looking back at that and just be like that was a really like wasted morning as far as like time and energy went and that could have all been solved with a charging station so there you have it
1: apparently i was telling you this but the if you if you would have grabbed the watch and said i am holding my watch and looked at it then you would have multi-sensory encoding Mm. where you would have remembered that you put it in the laundry basket (laughs) i am putting my watch in the laundry laundry. (laughs) yeah i'm not really sure what you do with that but apparently that's how you don't lose your keys
0: Although, you know what? To give credit to the Coros Pace 2, it has been through the wash once, and it survived. So that watch, pretty pretty proof Are most watches waterproof? Waterproof, yes, but like a laundry cycle, I think, is different than like...
1: Like tossing it around in detergent and stuff? I don't know. Maybe hot?
0: And I also don't think that one, and I could be totally lying, I don't think that's a swimming watch. You know. I think it's, like, waterproof in that, like, if you're running in the rain, it's going to be okay. But I don't think it's really for swimming. Hmm. So, okay. at any rate, we have that. Um, we have a bunch of our, actually, our merch, including the book Peter's alluded to, Becoming a consummate Athlete. But we also have the sweatshirt that I pretty much live in after every run that says, run all the miles, eat all the snacks. We have that in Ride and Run. People okay. To there you go. really enjoy that. The cross-training is not a crime t-shirt that uh, we mentioned there, and... Uh, My favorite uh, canty brake, can't stop, didn't stop shirt for these cyclocrossers who are very
1: niche, but it's a good one. Very niche.
0: For the cyclocrossers who are old enough to remember. um,
1: So like to explain the pre-disc brakes, there was these brakes that touched your rims and they didn't really work, especially in cyclocross because they were like even worse than the other brakes that were on the rims. These were even worse brakes. And for some reason we couldn't use other, I guess it was for clearance of the tires was the main reason, but also just because we couldn't change things because it's cyclocross uh so yeah you just sort of slide around and never stop
0: well and back then the jokers can't stop won't stop uh, so this is for the people who've continued to race cyclocross, but recall the days of racing with canty brakes right, because right. it's can't stop, didn't stop.
1: So there you go. So, some ideas. <laughs> I mean, I think your your, your Shrug Girls book series and the new Strong Girl is also like a great gift if you're trying to get, you know, we see, we always see the both sides, right? It's the, the readers who aren't really getting into the, the movement too much can sometimes be tricked into, you know, trying out biking because they read about it and then vice versa. We actually saw this at the NICA event uh, we were at just recently.
0: I have recently. been in tears about this story. Right. the
1: kid uh, didn't read and then they realized that there was these books about bikes and then they went back to the car and just started crushing the book
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was the best oh my gosh my heart i'm like teared up just thinking about it the mom came over and she's just like she's been reading in the car for an hour and she had come over to the table just like like mom i don't want a book and then grabbed it and was like these books are about bikes and it was the nicest thing that has like ever happened to me uh, also, a girl telling me that uh, she, I reminded her of Phoebe from the Shred Girls series, uh, who is like the cool coach that's like pretty punk rock. Mm. Uh, I was like, huh, it's almost like I wrote a character that was like the person that I want to be. So that was a very uh, that made me so happy. So we have links to all of those in the show notes. Um, yeah. And a few, few other little things, the digital pressure gauge is pretty much the stocking stuffer that we always recommend. You need but... to have
1: multiples. And yeah, again, when you're talking about just, you know, if you haven't been testing your tires, it's, this is the question. It's like, what tire pressure should I run the day or the day of the race a uh, day before or the day of the race? And it's, you know, tire pressure is super important. Um, you know, it, it depends a little bit on your, uh, uh, discipline, how important it is. Uh, but it does, it can influence flats. It can influence comfort. It can influence if you're crashing, right? Like it's a big deal. So (laughs) get a digital pressure gauge
0: yeah so definitely check that out like i say we'll put the link in the show notes and we also have like a ton of old gift guides that are all still like pretty relevant i would say yes. uh, this one is really just our um i'm gonna say our greatest hits where it's all new stuff this year actually with the exception of that digital pressure gauge that's well, the only they're, one they're the
1: Topeak smart gauges there's an updated one now which is nice because it does mm-hmm. go to the decimal places which for the cross people is is important right right um So so it is It it is a new Topeak gauge. If you have the old Topeak gauge and you break them as much as I do, then you might need the new smart Topeak gauge.
0: And I will say the caveat with that is do not go on Amazon and just look for pressure gauge. Like you will end up, if you get like the cheap Amazon one, which I have done, or it's not even Amazon, I forgot what brand it is. But if you get the cheaper one and you don't get the Topeak the specific one that's in there mm. get the topic one because otherwise you're going to get one that just works on like presta valves schrader schrader valves mm-hmm. sorry not presta yeah like for cars Yeah, yeah so you can't like-
1: get a car one car no. ones don't work
0: you're gonna end up with a super junky one so just get the one that we put in the link
1: and you also want digital it, yes um you don't want uh, analog you can't tell you know because we're talking about you know one psi or a 0.2 psi if you're in cyclocross yeah. right? like it matters so
0: yeah Oh, I also like the idea of getting, we talked about this in the last episode, a little mini frother thing uh, for anyone who is really into their like whey protein, their AG1, drink AG1.com backslash Molly H.
1: Well, or <laughs> just like fancy milk drinks, I True. guess, too.
0: But I think for the athletes, yeah, if you're having a lot of like sports drinks or yeah, like I say, whey protein or any like supplements that involve powder form, the little frother has been the greatest thing in the world. So I'll put one of them into the, the gift guide, I think. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that out. And moving on to our last thing, um, you had some points in a, an article you're working on here about before you start thinking about goal setting for next year, we're heading into that new year, new you time of year, and we'll do probably another episode on more of that like goal setting for 2024. Uh, but you actually were thinking a lot more about gap assessment. Uh in the last week so do you want to talk about that so people can maybe start ruminating on that before we get into our goal setting and we'll do that as an, another episode
1: Hmm. and i think it's, it's a delicate balance right you want to and i probably go too far sometimes into like looking into limiters and gaps and what's wrong with people uh
0: well you are a coach i mean
1: like so i do you know my personal improvement is to try and recognize and celebrate and uh what is it like validation what's the other word for this
0: I don't know. You just want to be Ted Lasso.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I got to pull out Coach Glasso here and, and, uh, you know, be super positive. So I think you want... Please
0: no one call him that.
1: And I think the reality is, and I think this is important. This is something I've come to realize in the last few years is you do want to race to your strengths. And your strengths are going to be your strengths. Like you sort of like you're going to gravitate to a certain thing. If you're a sprinter and an aggressive person, you know, really like you like the start. You like this. You know, you're a track racer. You really like the elbow to elbow. You're not gonna change it. You're a heavy metal person. Like I get it. I see you, right now. If you're the endurance, I like to ride alone. I like to steady. I never like to accelerate. I like to you know. There's these sort of things. Now, you can then pick your events based on that. So that is part of the the limiters gaps analysis season review. Is is like what did you enjoy? What are you really good at? But then in all of those events, you know, if you're the slow person who doesn't like to accelerate and you're doing a unbound or you're doing whatever there's still points in that race where if you would accelerate to get up a hill or to get on a wheel you know you, you know riding with people is a gap you know in this case right so that's what you start seeing is you know you would have had a, a faster event or a more enjoyable event if these things happened if these critical moments if you were able to respond to them and that's in the race in the event this could go for bike packers this doesn't have to be racing right like what were the limiters often things like fueling cramping these things come up and then it starts looking back at the training which is then sort of what we're really looking at is you know if you're a gravel racer were you on gravel if your gravel race is hilly were you on hills um you know more often than not and then if if that's the case you know you weren't able to get to hills you weren't there then what can we do to try and close that gap so when we're talking about gap analysis you're 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 here point a you need to get to here point b this is the standard uh for the goal you want to set you know next year you want to be five percent faster or you want to beat this time what is that gap in the things you can control which is your practice that can help close that gap right that's gaps analysis that's sort of the the sometimes that gets missed is you know it sounds like a gap but you're, you're trying to close the gap right
0: I like that because I think you're right. A lot of the time I would think, you know, okay, I'm more of a diesel engine, like go all day. But if I'm not training my weakness of being able to like accelerate on a hill or something, like that's where I'm losing a ton of time in races. And mm-hmm. that's that's where I'm like losing the field. If you look back at my Leadville Marathon, for example, like mm-hmm. walking the hills instead of running them was... That was where I lost the, you know, few women that were ahead of me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're doing great with that. I know David and Megan talk about like team no, no walk or something like that.
0: Been trying, been trying. Um,
1: which obviously like you still hike sometimes or you have to power hike sometimes, but. Well, and um, I
0: have the huge disadvantage of being five foot three. Like it is so frustrating to be ru- running with like, and, you know, I end up running with a lot of guys a lot of the time at the, you know, mm-hmm. towards the front and their hike is still my run. So if I hike, I'm instantly like out the back because my stride is so much shorter than theirs.
1: Yep. yep. So
0: huge unfair advantage to the tall people. Well,
1: and um, does get to, you know, solving problems for the, like the, the individual, right? It's, yeah. You and that w-
0: means I need to keep running. Like, sure. unfortunately. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's how I get up the hill.
1: And so you can get creative, right? Like not everyone lives in a hilly area. I have clients in Florida and then they want to go do, you know, something at you know, in Colorado. So then you have to start thinking like, how can we start, chipping away at this gap uh that could be trips you know that would be an obvious one travel too this could be a weekend travel a you know a a camp travel um and then you can get you know a little you know the florida people will always have a an overpass that they know is within you know an hour ride from their home and they can go up and down this overpass or river valley or something like that uh and then, you know, anything else that way is too. So and was there, can you remember, I had notes on this gap analysis and was there anything else that we wanted to cover around gap analysis?
0: I mean, I think just starting with that before you start really thinking towards your your goals and your plans for next year, like especially actually really thinking about it without thinking about your goals, because I think it's, it's one of those things where if you start thinking about it in conjunction with your goals, you start kind of getting a bit more into the weeds with it, I think you're better off like thinking about it first and then like later we're applying it to the actual goal. Mm -hmm. So I think definitely do these as kind of almost two separate activities. Um, And then eventually they're going to kind of come together and be like a nice Venn diagram of like, okay, these are the couple things I need to work on. Um, But thinking about it without having the goal like front and center.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I have a ton more on that, but it's it's a good thing to do is to just sort of look at you know yes the race, but then also even in your performance, were there things you know where were you held back? Where were there hitches? You know, was there t- things that where you didn't end up getting to train as consistently? Um, you know, just
0: uh, there's so many like technical and fueling limiters that I think we we neglect during race seasons. So this is a really good time to kind of be working on those. I know we'll talk about this in an f- upcoming episode where we are talking more Leadville as we get into the you know. 8 9 months to leadville kind of time for bike and run people but i mean you know for me it's thinking through the the pack situation right like i might have my fueling dialed but at the moment we do not yet have my like pack swapping and like what i'm doing with my gear figured mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. same with headlamps so lots of little things to be working on now as far as like those gaps and limiters go
1: mm-hmm. so, yeah and there are all these just little you know that you know could be a minute or or whatever right some of the aid station stuff can get longer but you know just having that pack that doesn't rub your back raw and you know it's all these little details they talk about john i think it was john wooden was like the basketball coach and then he had you know those socks and he always talked to you like they the first day was they would go through like putting the socks on and mm-hmm. tying the shoes up so that there would never be like uh, blisters or like you know laces coming undone and
0: uh, if you could teach me how to do that that would be fantastic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and his thing was that then you wouldn't lose you know time to these like little you know blisters and then you get injuries from the blisters and these sort of thing and it's I, I don't know it's one of these things that probably gets blown out of proportion but sort of an interesting thing where you're looking at these little little pieces uh, and indeed those packs or again the bike setup these sort of things can be uh, important but mm-hmm. I think big rocks to me are just you know when you think about goal that you had like were you in that environment frequently um and more and more that's you know what i'm looking at like are you riding on just pavement alone but your race is this like super hot you know riding with people gravel hilly technical you know and and then how much you know not every day obviously we still you know do things on the pavement on the whatever the situation is flat or whatever uh but trying to find that environment so that it's more familiar
0: Love it. All right. We'll definitely head to the show notes on this episode for all of the links to everything we talked about here, pre-made strength training plan, gift guide, all that fun stuff. And we will be back next week with another fun interview. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next
1: time.